Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for his person, his program, and his power. Thank you for this Lord's Day that you have made and in which you have ordered us to be here so that we may hear from you. Lord God, we pray that the preacher be hidden behind the cross, crucified afresh, that you would convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Master. Master. Let me walk with thee. You got to know that he's the master. Jesus is the master. Can I get a witness? You got to know that he's got all power in his hands. He's worthy to be praised. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. He's the master. Hallelujah. He's the master of my storms. And you're going to have some storms. When the sea billows roll. Can I get a witness? When the waves are buckling. When your ship is sinking. And suddenly you see the master walking on the water. And saying, peace, be still. He's the master. When there's death in your family, that he can call the dead to life. He's the master. When the doctors give up hope, he's the master. Jesus has the last say so. That's what makes him the master. Can I get a witness? Bless his name. Thank you, darling. Thank you, choir. Hallelujah. Praise him. Truly, God is an awesome God. Thank you, praise dancers. Did a great job this morning. Thank you. The Lord is good. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. 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 Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is intrinsically good, and his mercy endureth forever. This morning we'll be in a book that you probably never turned to before, the book of Zephaniah, Zephaniah, it's in, it's, it's, it's in front of Haggai, and it's behind Habakkuk. And dust your Bibles off. Zeph, Z-E-P-H-A-N-I-A-H. Zephaniah. And I 
I want to deal with Satan's strategy to separate the saints. Satan's strategy to separate the saints. Not, not separate us from one another, but to separate us within ourselves. Satan's strategy to separate the saints. The strategies of Satan are engineered plans to divide, devastate, and defeat the believer in Jesus Christ. His tactics are mysterious and methodical that they are hidden and historical. He is a CPU central processing unit that gathers all facets of information concerning God's people. And unlike us, he does not forget. He is a, he ingeniously can turn us against ourselves as he shoots his darts at our dysfunctions, his arrows at our unseen arrangements. And he attacks our minds, our ministries, our marriages, and our motivations for peace. Very, very strategic. He ingeniously moves psychologically, emotionally, and uses all sorts of evil to bring about our demise. Zephaniah was one of the 12 minor prophets who was related to the godly king, Hezekiah. Some generations ago, and Zephaniah was a contemporary of Jeremiah and saw the Assyrian captivity come and go, saw the Babylonian captivity succeeded. And he is, at this point, warning Judah, the two tribes in the south, that evil was coming from the north called, and this evil 
that would come down from the north in the person of Nebuchadnezzar. He's, um, he's warning the two tribes in the south because the ten tribes of north Israel was defeated by Sennacherib and the Assyrians and Judah watched it but never repented. You got to be careful what you see and still refuse not to move. And, and, and it's in this, in this context that um, Zephaniah's message in chapter 1 was about the day of the Lord that was coming, day of vengeance, and, and, and futuristically, the 70th week of Daniel, prophetically in the millennium, and he's constantly preaching uh, amen at Judah, who was plagued with ungodly expectations and who, amen, was hurting from being emotionally bankrupt and who allowed Satan to, amen, help them to compromise because of sheer evil. I'm, 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 I'm amazed how all through the Bible the attacks of Satan are really nothing new. He uses the same tactics to get to us. Your confidence, your conflict, your compromise. Three ingenious approaches where we actually help the devil to accuse us. And, 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 and what, I, what, I, what I brought about this morning was in the first chapter, you, you, you see the prophecies of judgment beginning at verse 2, all these I wills. I will utterly consume the land. And verse 3, I will utterly consume man and beast, the fowls of heaven, the fish of the sea. I will stretch out my hand upon Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And God, God in the first chapter is amen through Zephaniah is telling Judah what's coming. And then in chapter 2, there's a call for repentance that they, amen, ignore. And then, and then in chapter 3, God says, I'm even going to bring judgment on my chief city, Jerusalem. But I'm going to make promises to a remnant. There's always a remnant of God's people that will be blessed. Always, 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 always a remnant. I remember when Elijah ran in the cave and asked God to kill him because Jezebel was chasing him in 1 Kings. And Elijah told God, God said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I, I and I only am jealous for the Lord. And the Lord said, no, 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 you got that wrong, buddy. You, you got bad information. I, I have 7,000. That's a remnant. 
that have not bowed to Baal. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, when we start to think that we're the only ones, just keep in mind there's a remnant. There, there are other witnesses who too have not succumbed to the tricks of the enemy. And, and it's here, it's here that when we look at this book and some would categorize the book as a book of judgment, but I, I, I don't see that. I see, I see three things I want to hit on this morning and kind of get out your way that I think are worth uh, noting. And, and you'll prob- this is probably the last message, unless I preach it, that you're going to hear out of Zephaniah. Because all we know is Romans and John, Romans and John, Romans and John. And Romans and John is enough to get you to heaven. But Romans and John, you need more than that to grow. Do I have a witness? You, you need the whole council from Genesis to the Revelation. You need 66 books to grow. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for righteousness, for instruction, that the man, woman of God may be thoroughly furnished. So God likens you to a house, an empty house that's been purchased by Jesus. And once he purchases your soul, now he wants to furnish it. He wants to put some furniture in it. And the problem in the church is that once we get saved, we stop growing, so most of us are living in an empty house. You don't have nowhere to sleep. You don't, you don't have nowhere to eat. Come on, can I get a witness? Because you stop growing, you stop furnishing. Do I have a witness? You, you, the more you furnish the house, the more comfortable you can be in the house. Do, do I have a witness this morning? The more, the, more, the more you furnish that house, the more you're breaking your neck to get to the house. Uh, can, can I get a witness? Praise the name of Jesus. Leave that one alone. But, 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 but child of God, I want to just point out three things to get out your way. First of all, Satan attacks the hopes of our expectations. Now, I want to deal with this thing on expectations because Satan's primary job is to crush the believer's confidence. And he does that Amen. Through this quiet quota of unrealistic desires. Now hang in there with me because, amen, we, we have these dreams, amen, that have no depth, we have purpose, amen, without problems. We, we, we don't understand that when it comes to our expectations, first to the master, and I'm glad that my sister sang that song, to the master, God's expectations is that you, you would wait on him. Yeah, when you don't see anything, hear anything, just wait. God knows what mode of mind you're in. God knows what you've been waiting on. Just wait, wait, and then wait while working. You don't wait and stop working. You wait while working. If I'm on the choir and I'm waiting on the Lord, I, I'm still singing. But I'm waiting on him. Can I get a witness? If, if I'm, yeah, if I'm an usher, I'm still working, but I'm waiting on him. You, 
you wait while you're working and then he wants you to worship. That's, that's the expectations of the master. He, he wants you every Sunday morning, amen, uh, in this place, forsake not the gathering yourselves together. Can I get a witness? We, we don't come to church for Bible study. We don't come to church, amen, to do, amen, to hear, uh, uh, amen, to entertain. We don't come to church for any other reason. We come to church to worship. We, we come to church to worship him. Amen. Him. Who's him? Jesus. The Christ. And, 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 and to the master, uh, God wants us, amen, to wait, work, and worship. But in our minds, God does not want us to worry and become weary. Can I get a witness? And this is where the focal point of your faith comes in. That, that, that child of God in your mind. And that's why in Ephesians 6, Paul says, put on that helmet of salvation. You got to protect your head. You got to have a head covering up in this place. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and the word, the helmet of salvation, salvation is not really a good translation because the word salvation means deliverance. I need to put on a helmet in all this warfare if I'm going to be delivered. Because the enemy is shooting stuff at my mind. Can I get a witness? He's playing in my mind with my love for God and God's love for me. Do I have a witness? If you don't protect your mind with the word of God, with the helmet of salvation, you'll be running around here wondering, well, I, I, you'll start moving away from God. You'll, you'll start trusting systems of self. You'll, come on now, now can I get a, you got to have your mind protected. You got to know that you know, 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 that no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. You, you got to know whatever Satan shoot at me is going to die because my mind is made up and my heart is fixed. I'm standing firm in him. Can I get a witness? Whatever he does, it's fine with me. I praise him for the problems. I thank him for waking me up this morning. I know he's going to work it out. Can I get a witness? Amen. You got to be firm in your faith. Because he keeps messing with my mind. Mm. And then this, these expectations, which many times are unrealistic, unvocalized, unannounced, not negotiated in marriage. I went to counseling a whole lot of times. So if anybody want to know, did pastor ever have counseling? Say yes. Didn't do no good, but he had counseling. Praise the Lord. And, and my counselor said, a doctor of psychology said, the problem is that you get angry when your expectations are not met. Yeah. And I'm talking about myself. And that was interesting to me. That whenever my expectations are not met, uh, it starts affecting me in a negative way. 
So the next question came out, have you discussed, have you negotiated Go ahead, these expectations? No, never bought, well, how can you expect them if you never talked about them? Are y'all getting this? I'm getting back to that for nine in a minute. Just hold on. See, we live by the world's code. We let the world give us a measuring rod. So we are all week watching soap bubbles, soap operas, our favorite love stories, and in a half an hour, they straighten everything out. Everybody's in love. Everybody has the ultimate sex life. Everybody's happy. Everybody's fulfilled. But we don't understand. God never promised married couples fulfillment. He told you to be faithful. He is supposed to be your fulfillment. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus is my fulfillment. Not my husband. Oh, you're getting quieter now. Not my wife. I, let, me, let, me, let me get out of this. Let me get out of this. Lord, they don't like this. Let me get out of this. The danger is, like Judah, when I allow Satan to tamper with my expectations, my confidences go down. So now, if I'm not fulfilled because the TV said I should be fulfilled, now I'm looking for fulfillment. Are y'all praying with me? And see, one of the things that we don't understand, my God today, is that God... In chapter 2, he wanted them to repent. In chapter 3, verse 9, there are five I wills. We're coming back. But look what God says. For then will I turn to the people. He's talking about future Gentiles. A pure language. I'm going to give you a common language. Everybody will know my expectations. Therefore, wait. Verse 9, 3 9, go back to 3 9. 3 9, pure language that you may all call upon the name of the Lord, so serve him with one consent. And God is saying, watch this now. God is saying in this little three chapter book that verse 8, wait, verse 9, pure common language, where everybody's saying the same thing, pure language, which comes from pure hearts, amen, and God is saying that all expectations will be announced, agreed upon, and acted out. That when you look at this scenario, what Satan does to the believer is Satan wants to kill your confidences with uh, in line with your expectations. Remember James and John's mother came to Jesus and said, Lord, 
can my son sit on your right hand on your left? Remember that? In the kingdom. Remember that? Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Jesus said, that's not mine to give them. That's the father's. Can I get a witness? Her expectations were out of whack. And then he told James and John, he told James, John, and Peter, he says, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? They said, oh yeah, we can drink it. He said, and you will drink it. And the cup was death. They didn't expect at that time, Lord had mercy, that what Jesus was saying, they had to adhere to. Then he came to the rich young ruler, and the Bible says, loving him. Young man came to Jesus and said, Lord, uh, I followed all these things from my youth up. Jesus said, have you ever stole? Never stole, never committed adultery, never did anything. And Jesus, the Bible says Jesus smiled and said, uh, he, he said, I, I, would, I would like to follow you. And Jesus said, I'll tell you what, there's one thing standing in the way. Sell all that you have and give it to the poor and then follow me. Jesus had never told anybody outside the 12 to follow him. And the Bible says the young man went away sorrowful because he was rich. Can I get a witness? His expectations and Jesus' expectations were like day and night. And the longer you and I live with the world's expectations, the longer you and I live with, amen, unnegotiated expectations, expectations that don't pan out, you will bring a breach between you and the Lord. If God wants you to be blessed, he's going to bless you. If God wants you to be great, you'll be great. If God wants you to go through a door, you'll go through a door. God is able. Isn't he able? He's able to open up doors. He's able to put you on the top. He's able to bless you. But child of God, uh, like Judah, one of the attacks of Satan, amen, is to come in and attack the hope of our expectation because the expectations ultimately become greater than him become greater than him become greater than him Judah has defected and I, I'm, I'm one that took years to straighten out my expectations now, now, now let, me, let me go back to expectations. Expectations is not on anybody else. They're on me. What I expect out of somebody else. And those things got to be adjusted because who are we to expect anything out of somebody else? Can I get a witness? I keep telling couples there's a big difference between uh, a wedding and a marriage. Are you praying with me? Yeah, a wedding is fun. A marriage is work. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't praying with me. A wedding will make you cry for joy. A marriage will make you cry for something else. Can I get a witness? It's work. Mm. A wedding will make you say, I can't live without you. A marriage will make you say, I can't. 
his word. Here's what. And, and, and see, the key to this whole book is in the last chapter. So God is calling for, first of all, the day of the Lord is coming. It's the day of judgment. I will, I will, I will. First chapter. Second chapter, I got a call to repentance. You better hurry up and repent before the eagle comes. Are you getting this? And the third chapter is I'm even coming down on my chief city, Jerusalem. But there is a remnant that decides to live by God's rule. I'm going to get to it in a minute. I want you to see this. Look at verse 11 of chapter 3. In that day shalt thou not be ashamed for all thy doings wherein thou hast transgressed against me. For then I will take away of the midst of thee them that rejoice in thy pride. God said, you know what? He's talking to the remnant. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not only going to bless you, but I'm going to get the ones that want to see you fall. I will prepare a table before you right smack dab in the presence of your enemies. Boy, that's something else. <laughs> Can I get a witness? That's, that's when God tells you to send invitations out to your enemies. Come to my party. The Lord is going to honor me. Can I get a witness? And, 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 child, and child of God, he, he is, God is, listen to this, verse 12, I will also leave in the midst of thee and afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. In the midst of trials will be trust. In the midst of problems will be praise. Can I get a witness? And this whole third chapter is God saying what he will do for those, amen, for that remnant that dare to take him at his word. My God. That, that, that is, that is, Satan attacks, amen, the hope of our, amen, uh, praise Jesus, expectations. Expectations. He attacks it. The minute we come up with a dream, he attacks it. And you know, Joseph was a dreamer, wasn't he? Joseph back in Genesis, they called him the dreamer. That's why his brothers threw him in the ditch. They couldn't stand to hear him any longer. You know, when you got a vision, people don't like hearing you. You know why they don't like hearing you? Because they don't have a vision. Can I get a witness? The people that don't like vision is because they don't have a vision. Do I have a witness? When you say, well, I got a vision to start a new business, they don't want to hear that because they don't have a vision. Uh, are you praying with me? Amen, child of God, that uh, he is talking about a common language. Paul says, make sure we all speak the same thing. Say the same thing God is saying. And God will bless you. I'm trusting God to do this, but you know what? I believe that God is all wise. And here's what most of us cannot do. We cannot do what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, our God is able. 
we got a whole lot of folk ruling running around the church talking about he's able. But then they went further. They said, and if God does not do it, we still are going to praise his name. Can I get a witness? If God cut off all your expectations this morning, would you still praise him? If God said no to your prayers, would you still thank him? If God said, no, I can't do anything, I won't do anything, will you still exalt him? Can I get a witness? That if all of your praise is predicated on God coming through for you, it's not real praise at all. Because praise takes place in the, in, in the bad, and praise takes place in the good. Praise takes place when God says yes. And praise takes place when God says no. And praise takes place when God answers my prayer. And praise takes place when God won't answer my prayers. I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to thank him. Paul said, my strength comes out in my weakness. For when I'm weak, then I'm really strong. You got to learn to walk with him. Can I get a witness? You got to learn to trust him. You got to learn to put your weight on him. You got to learn to testify for him. The Lord is good, period, and his mercy endureth forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I got cancer in my body. Is he still good? Yes, he's good. Can I get a witness? The doctors gave me two weeks to live. Is he good? Yes, he's good. Can I get a witness? Got laid off my job. Is he good? Yes, he's good. Can I get a witness? In order to test the authenticity of your testimony, he's got to put you in the midst of some mess to see if you will praise him for who he is. I dare you to thank him in the midst of your mess. I dare you to say praise your name in the midst of your problems. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Whether you say he's worthy or not, he's worthy. Whether you praise him or not, he's worthy. Whether you sing songs or not, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. When I consider the sun and the moon and the stars, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man? that thou visitest him. God is great without your yes. God is great without your praise. God is great without your money. God is great without your membership. Oh, give thanks. 
unto the Lord, for he is good. He's great. He's great. He's great. And he's good. Thank you, Jesus. But look at the second attack of Satan. Come on, Satan attacks our hidden emotions. And it brings conflict into the midst of our lives. This other tool of tampering, of agitation with our agonies from the past, our historical haunting issues, our hurts and hindrances from the past, our low self-esteem, which causes us to, amen, put others down, our problems with our person, our failures with my damaged faith. Can I get a witness? See, he gains a foothold. Now, let me, let me make this as clear as possible. All of us have a historical DNA. And that's, and that's why I always tell young couples, check out the history. Pay attention to the history. It's called the History Channel. Can I get a witness? Get as much information of the history. Because history repeats itself. Oh, I'm preaching now, Doc. Can I get a witness? I, I don't want to know how yielded you are now. I'd like to know how many others came before me. And what happened to them? In the name of Jesus. Well, I was married five times. Where's the first four? And do any of them live in Jersey so I can call them up? Can I get a witness? I, I need to find something out about <laughs> the history in the name of Jesus. It's going to get tight up in here. The way I process my thinking as a man thinking, so is he. Don't you know we all process differently? Come on now, y'all ain't praying with me. That, that, that my predicament, my, my, my paralyzed, puzzled perceptions... Paul calls it my strongholds. Now let me, let, me, let me just take out a moment to deal with these strongholds. And all of us have them, don't we? Amen. Where did these strongholds come from? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 where he says, we're not war, although we walk in the flesh, we're not worn out the flesh. We are warring against spiritual weaponry. Strongholds are erections that we put up not Satan, to protect ourselves. They are self-protection devices. Are y'all getting this? Hang in there with me, hang in there with me, hang in there with me. So if I was 16, 17, and a little girl broke my heart, right? And I started erecting this wall to protect my, this will never happen again. I got a wall up to protect myself. If I was raped, abused, misused, I put walls up to protect myself. In my mind, I'm protecting myself, but I can never enjoy intimacy because I have erected stuff so nobody else can get in. 
Y'all ain't getting this. You ain't getting this. And, and the ones that appear strong are really weak. And the ones that can't say amen are the ones that wrecked all the walls. Can I get a witness? We got a whole bunch of walls. We walled in. Can I get a witness? We, we are walled in. Turn to your neighbor and say, I see walls. Then we are walled in, Doc. And, and listen, they are self-protected erections. Can I get a witness? But, 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 but Paul says, in 2 Corinthians 10, he says that, amen, but Jesus, the focal point of our faith, will pull down the strongholds. I need him to pull this stuff down that I have erected. Not the devil, I've erected them. Can you take on this for your walls this morning? We got walls in the marriage, got walls in the ministry, got walls in the mind, got walls, 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 and more walls. Can I get a witness? Yeah, child of God, he says that he will pull down these strongholds. Now, now check it out, check it out, check it out. Check it out. See, the problem is, and the reason we can't get healing, the word healing, unlike some of these preachers and bishops that preach, healing is not an instantaneous deliverance. The word healing comes from the English word therapeutic, therapeuo in the Greek, which means it's a therapy session with the master how many of y'all been in therapy is that all that's wrong the church how many of y'all still in therapy when you i've been in ther when, when you in therapy it's a process in the rain you only got an hour on the clock it's 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 a process and and, and see as god takes us through therapy he begins to expose to us the damage are y'all praying with me? Here's why you can't love your husband. Here's why you can't love your wife. Here's why you got problems with people. Because these strongholds keep jumping in the way. And you keep defending them that you are healed of what hurts you. See, that's the second lie. Stuff done happened to us years ago, historically, and we just chose to say, I'm over that. Well, you ain't over that because you keep cussing folk out. You know, you ain't over that because you, you keep, hey, 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 man, you, 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 you in denial. Can I get a witness? And see, Judah was in denial. That's why they didn't repent. Ain't nothing wrong with us. What did we do? Can I get a witness? And child of God, what God does, God comes along in his faithfulness to get you to see what you don't want to see. He takes the onus upon mm -hmm, himself. Thank you, Jesus. Go to chapter 3 and verse, come on, come on, come on, come on. The five I wills. Go to chapter 3 and verse 18. Are you with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. I will gather them that are sorrowful from the solemn assembly. God says, the first thing I'm going to do is gather you up. Those of you that are full of sorrow. This is a promise from the good hands, people. 
Verse 19, at that time I will undo all that has afflicted you. Well, this is shouting material. God said, I'm going to undo this stuff. All this mess in your mind, all, all this wavering in your will. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, yeah, no faith, no focus. You just keep sitting up there every Sunday like ain't nothing wrong with you. Can I get a witness? Uh, something's wrong with the pastor and something's wrong with everybody else, but ain't nothing wrong with me. Can I get a witness? You in classic denial. You know what the problem is? Amen. Denial. Folk in denial. Can I get a witness? Um, and, and, and child of God, you know what denial does? Denial disturbs, Lord have mercy, agreement with God. Can I get a witness? Because God said you're one thing and you keep saying you're another. Do I have a witness? Child of God, I'm going to work this thing. I'm going to undo all that has afflicted you. Now let me stop pausing, part, man. You mean, Lord, from the day I was born to the day, all the afflictions, all the sicknesses, all the senselessness, all my sins, all my sensualities, all my messed up ways in my mind, you won't come in and undo it? I'm all tied up in knots. I feel like I've been to hell and back. I'm no good from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And you promised you're going to undo it? He said, I'm going to undo this stuff. I'm going to change the way you live. I'm going to change the way you think. I'm going to change the way you trust. I'm going to change the way you shout. I'm going to change the way you walk. I'm going to change the way you rest. I'm going to undo everything. Your wife won't undo it. Your husband can't undo it. The pastor can undo it. But I will. I said I will undo it. I'm going to undo everything that keeps afflicting you. When you try to go to sleep, it afflicts you. When you try to be good, it afflicts you. When you try to pray, it afflicts you. When you try to walk right, it afflicts you. I'm going to undo this stuff in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Uh, look, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Hang in there with me now. <laughs> I will, verse 19, I will save her that what? Halteth and gather her that was driven out. Lord have mercy. I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. When I finish with you, Everything you was ashamed of gonna turn into a praise tool. I'm gonna switch that shame to a shout. Just let me get in here. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make you run, shout and dance over the stuff you used to hide away from. Can I get a witness? 
all because you're my remnant. I do I have a witness? And so, and so he says, he says, he says, first of all, he, uh, Satan wants to, amen, get to your confidence. Then Satan wants to use your own conflict. And we are conflictual. Man, we got conflict. I, I'll say it. I got conflict. I got a lot of conflict on the inside. And sometimes it comes up at an inopportune time. Do I have a witness? It, 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 it just tends to come out. Don't it just come out? It just tends to come out. Come out, come out, wherever you are. It just comes out. How many of you know you got conflict? Now, 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 all right, now put your hands down. How many, how many of you, your conflict just comes out? God help me, Jesus. Messed up. Disturbs me. Disrupts me. Dismantles me. And here's the worst thing. When our conflict comes out, we try to blame on somebody else. <laughs> See how you make me act? I just came from church. Oh, I had peace. I came back in this house. See? See? Don't we try to put our stuff on somebody else? You should have went to church. That's the devil. Now you're an exorcist. It's our conflict. It's our conflict. It's our conflict. Let me, let me, let me say something about... Let me tell you how conflict comes out. When you're in pain... You snap at others. If I'm having a horrible toothache, that's not the time. That's not the time to try my patience. Because I'm not going to say God bless you. You know what pain makes us do? Pain makes us attack. Pain makes us attack. Pain makes us what? Attack. Who have you attacked in the last week? It's your pain. It's your pain. It's my, my pain. It's my stuff. Are you getting this? See, this is why, and I said this morning, we in recluse. This is why some of your children don't want to come to church. Because they see Dr. Jekyll from Monday to Saturday. Then they see Mr. Hyde. Now, you don't want home and talk about the pastor. 
and your kids are saying, well, why do I want to go to church if you come in and talk about the pastor? Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. And we got we to gotta be honest with our kids and say, listen, I blew that. I was wrong. That helps them. Do I have a witness? And PKs are the worst. Don't get quiet now. The Lord is good. And his, get the out of my face. You, you just, you just, we, 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 we have to balance. It's tight, but it's right. If, if, if I took a survey right now and said, how many of you have cursed the last year and if you lie, God going to kill you? And all y'all raise your hand. Everybody except Jacobs. I know you don't curse. He got, he got a Pentecostal background. I know you don't. I know you, I, I know you don't. What, what's, that, what's that behind you, man? Oh, okay. okay praise God. All right, here we go. He attacks our confidence, he attacks our conflicts, and Satan attacks the hatred of evil, our compromise. I want you, I want you to see, what do you, what do you mean by compromise? See, the world sets the measuring rod. The world sets the tone. When you are tolerable to evil, it is not a good thing. It means you have become lukewarm spiritually. Church at Ephesus, Revelation 2, I know your works. You're neither hot nor cold. Therefore, I'll spew you out of my mouth. We become lukewarm because we're not under this word. We take on the temperature of the world. Well, I don't see a problem with them people. I don't have a problem with what they're doing. They're not bothering me. That is a tolerant position. And God wants us to love everybody. But it's a tolerant position because we are not in the Word. Can I get a witness? That's why Lot could live in Sodom. And it didn't bother him. Because he tolerated what they were doing and said, I'm not doing it. But his soul was vexed. Can I get a witness? So God wants us to know that as we, amen, as we become too tolerant, we become compromised in our walk. Man, listen, I was in that world. I got high. I ran the streets. I did my thing. I understand. I have no desire to go back in the world. None. Because I met the master. Because the man from Galilee is healing process my sin sick soul can I get a witness so look what the writer says as we close look at the five I wills I gave you some look at verse 19 I will undo uh, amen all that has afflicted you but look at verse 20 at that time will I bring you again even in the time that I gather you here it is I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth when I turn back your captivity, here it is, before your very eyes, 
God said, my love for you is so great. I'm going to heal you before your eyes. I'm going to turn what's bothering you back while you're still alive. I'm not going to wait till you get to heaven to heal you. I'm going to bring some healing right down here. I'm going to bring healing where your co-workers can see it. I'm going to bring some healing where your family can see it. I'm going to bring some healing where everybody can see it. I'm going to turn back the thing that kept you captive. Well, Lord, I was messed up. I'm going to turn it back. I'm going to call back your captivity. But here's the miracle. I'm not going to do it while you sleep. I'm not going to wait till you go under the knife. I'm not going to do it when you die. I'm going to do it before your very eyes so that you know that I am the Lord. I'm going to turn this thing around. Can I get a witness? I'm going to heal you. I'm going to help you before your very eyes. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul and all that's within me. Bless. I said bless his holy name. Lord, thank you for healing me. Thank you for turning my captivity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Saint Matthew won't first see it, but I'll first see it. He's going to show you what he's done for you. And when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. When the Lord finishes with me, I'm going to break out in a shout. Isn't that good news? I've been down and out. I've been under. But the Lord is my confidence. He is my captain in my conflict. And I will not compromise. When somebody does a TV, yeah, interview with me. And say, Raymond Gordon, who was it that healed your sin-sick soul? I'm going to have to say, it was Jesus, the Christ. He not only healed me, but he showed me before my very eyes how he would deliver me. Can I get a witness? And therefore, he is worthy of all my praise. I will bless his name. I will shout holy hallelujahs. I will live right. I will walk right. I will talk right. Because he turned me around. Can I get a witness? See, the church is full of sinners. Saved by grace. Can I get a witness? The church is full of, yeah. No good people that were on their way to hell who met Jesus somewhere in their lives 
and Jesus took power to turn their life around I'm a witness when you remember him he'll remember you I'm a witness when you praise his name he'll praise you I'm a witness when you talk right by him he'll talk right by you I'm a witness when you shout he'll pull you out can I get a witness and in the nick of time at the right time on time God will show up won't he show up this is only a test I tell you it's a test it's a test it's a test I dare you to praise his name I dare you to trust him to the end I dare you to lift up your hands and wave to the Lord I dare you I dare you I dare you he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy before your eyes let's stand on our feet As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved. You want to join the church in a Christian experience. Just raise your hand this morning. Is there one? Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Give your life to Christ. Come join the church. We preach Christ and him crucified here. Is there one? Is there one? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your people. Thank you for your word. And God with all the mess in us. Oh God, help our confidence. Help us through our conflict. Help us not to compromise. Help us to know that you said you would before our very eyes turn around our afflictions. So we're looking to you from whence cometh our help. Turn us around right now in the precious, miraculous, exalted name of Jesus. Church, amen. Now listen up. Saturday, next Saturday at 10 to 12, please come out dressed down. We're going to have a great time when the pack this place out. And then we'll talk about Sunday. We love you. Have a great day. And listen, tell somebody that Jesus will turn you around right before your eyes. God bless you. Have a great day. Take us up.